Alright, welcome back to a new episode of Little Geek Gloss. I'm your host, Mandy, and we are doing more uh, more Summer of Horror. We, I'm the only one here, so it's not really a we, it's a me. <laughs> um, I decided to do another mini-marathon for my Summer of Horror episodes that I'm doing. Um, more, There's going to be like mini-marathons pretty much the rest of the summer into the fall, and who knows, maybe beyond that, because I'm really into horror. <laughs> horror, not horse. <laughs> so this time the theme is a little bit different. Um, it is actually just a series of movies because there was five of them and a pentology as, <laughs> as it's called. So it kind of worked out perfectly. So for today's show, as you can see from reading it and clicking on it, I don't know why I act like the topic's a surprise, but it is the Final Destination series. I am a huge fan of them. I really like that it's a different type of horror movie. Um, they're more, I guess they're classified as like supernatural horror. So they're not really like slashers or gore or, you know, those kind of ones. It's more, it's, I find them more entertaining, um, I guess is the way to put it. They're probably marketed more as like teen horror and not necessarily adult horror. And the first one came out in 2000. So it was kind of riding that wave of 90s teen horror movies, which I really liked. So I watched all five of them and we're gonna we're gonna go through them all so I think that you know starting off with the first one obviously came out in 2000 it was a big deal and sort of a different type of of movie at the time so it starts off um, oh and basically there's gonna be spoilers for all of these movies so if you haven't seen them that's your fair warning because I can't talk about them without spoiling them <laughs> so the first one uh, it starts off with, you know, people going on a class trip and there's the airplane and there's like all these things that lead to this explosion and accident. And it goes back into the dude, uh, Devin Sawa, who's the main character in it, who kind of had a premonition of the whole event happening, the whole disaster. So then he gets, you know, the people off the plane and it still happens anyways. And so that's sort of like the premise of these movies that somehow the person has a premonition of what's going to happen for this big disaster accident and then trying to outsmart death. So they find out, you know, throughout the movie, they're basically learning that they were originally supposed to die. And so everyone who got off the plane, death is sort of coming back at them to clean up, um, clean up that they didn't die. So with this one, um, they, they it kind of takes them a little bit to learn, um, you know, what death's plan is. Again, because you're not going to catch on to it right away. Um, so after the airplane, um, the one guy's friend dies. And I think that because it's the first time you see this in the movie, it's got like the most sort of anticipation. So it's a really long anticipation death scene where <laughs> the one guy's in the bathroom and he's sort of like going about his bathroom stuff and you see like water snaking across the floor and you see all the things that sort of could kill him and so it's one of those ones where you're like you know what is it going to be is it going to be the the water is it going to get electrocuted is it like the, the radio he turns on is it the razor is it going to cut his throat and he ends up tripping on the water and the um clothesline that's hanging up in the bathroom flings around his neck a few times and he strangles himself so <laughs> that's kind of like it's one of those like most anticipated things i think and because it's the first one and they go from there but the first one it kind of you know builds up the suspense for the rest of the movie um there's a lot of sudden deaths too which are kind of nice that there's like well not nice but it's a nice change so there's like the really long anticipated ones and then there's the 
sudden ones where you know someone just gets totally splattered by a bus or gets run over <laughs> while like cutting their face cut off by metal that flings up from a train and just sudden ones like that too um so then the other one in it um that i think i'm gonna go through and say like what my favorite one is from each movie and i'm doing favorite in air quotes which is bizarre <laughs> but it's not necessarily my favorite death in the movie, it's just the one I think that's the coolest. I mean, as a horror fan, you kind of have to appreciate it. So there's the one where it's a teacher in the house, and again, it's a really long, anticipated death scene, and she's sort of walking around and kind of packing up her stuff because she's going to be, you know, moving out of town because she's super bummed out that, you know, she got off the plane and there's all these things happening and her life's just kind of a mess. So it ends up being that <laughs> there's like water comes in and it drips into the back of the monitor on her computer and sets it on fire so then the glass from the computer monitor explodes and like lands in her neck so then because in movies it's most people's first instinct is to pull out whatever stabbed them she pulls it out of her neck it's blood squirting everywhere and she's wandering around the house and the problem was that she was drinking out of a mug that was leaking vodka all over the floor so then the fire from the computer monitor snakes across the whole floor and she's walking to the kitchen to try and get like a towel to fix her neck and she goes in there and then the stove blows up so she's like laying on the floor and tries to pull a towel off the counter and as she pulls it off the counter a knife falls and lands in her stomach and it's right then that the main character is sort of at this point figured out um death's plan and so he comes in and he's trying to help her and then a chair lands and like kind of hits the knife and just like pushes it right down into her body and then the whole house blows up so it's one of those like more than one thing like it's not just one thing that killed her it's sort of a combination of everything um that killed her and i think that that's kind of the most not an iconic but it's kind of my favorite one for the first movie so they do figure out that to sort of cheat death plan they have to intervene so there's the order and then the next person that's going to die in line if somehow that person gets saved then they get skipped and it goes on to the next one so they all figure out the ones that are left anyways that they can do this they can skip it and then sort of cheat death that way um it comes down to the point when it's like the main character that's gonna die he hides himself away in a cabin and he's got like the whole place like booby trapped and everything and then you know he's just trying to protect himself that way um but then he ends up having to be lured out because the other chick's gonna is really the next one on the list and so that's another thing that really bothers me about this one is her name is clear rivers and for i think after the first time i saw it because i only saw it like in the theater when it came out in 2000 before i saw it a second time i didn't really catch on because i always thought they were saying claire but it's actually clear clear rivers is this chick's name and that is just ridiculous i think it's one of the most ridiculous names i've heard in a movie ever so the first one i mean they go all the way through gets to the end there's the last three of them they're really planning on their you know doing the trip that they were supposed to do the first time they go to paris and then they're like oh maybe death was just waiting because it's always going to come swing back to you even if you keep skipping everyone whoever you're left down to i mean it's still going to keep going on right because you, you skipped it it's still going to go to the next person and that's sort of how it ends and i think being a movie from 2000 um it has that real like i said still has like the bit of the 90s feel to it and it's a bit it's different it's not a typical slasher or when there's like all you know the gore and everything like with hospital and those kind of movies and it's not like a super cerebral psychological slow build story it's like a good run-of-the-mill horror movie it's probably rated pg-13 i didn't look it up <laughs> but it's one of those ones so 
from there we go on to the next one um and these movies came out every three years so that's kind of cool um so the next one final destination 2 is it starts again with this big opening scene and i think that that's kind of what these ones are known for there's there's like the really big opening premonition scene where you see this like horrific accident or just disaster or whatever it is that takes place and all the way the people die and it's just like really long drawn out and for several minutes um so the second one is the highway one and it is definitely iconic um if you've seen this movie you see all like the memes where it's like the big logging truck and then people in the lane beside and it's like all these people have seen final destination too because essentially it is a giant logging truck on the highway that causes the death um one of the logs comes off the chain and goes through the um, highway patrol guy and just causes this giant pile up and again it's a chick going on like vacation with her college friends or whatever sees the premonition as she's pulling to get onto the highway and like it goes back to that so then she stops everyone from getting onto the highway to cause the accident sees the accident happen so that's how she stops everyone so from there they go through and they figure out that you know they bring up about what happened in the first one and they end up figuring out that everyone that was supposed to die in this one that ended up being saved by the main chick um they were all originally supposed to die in the first one so they were all affected by the people who got off the plane or the teacher or you know seeing the accident whatever they were all originally supposed to die so they figure it's death again swinging back to clean up is best from the first one and what was supposed to happen in the first one but this time the difference is that he is working in reverse because they figure he's coming to clean up everything that happened so it's really not the first one to die is in like the next one in line it's the last one and they have to kind of figure out that way um there's also a plot where a plot point where they figure out the new new life would stop death and it's kind of what i asked i think in the first one about how you know getting it to skip if you die and then it you know come back to life kind of thing if it permanently skips you so if like you know when you're in one of those like accidents where you're legally dead for a couple minutes or whatever and are brought back then if it'll permanently skip you because technically you did die um so that's kind of the plot that they figure out but originally they think it's supposed to be new life because there was a woman in one of the the vans in the accident who was pregnant and they figure out that she was supposed to die in it but now the baby will actually live so they figure if she has that baby it's new life that wasn't supposed to be there but it turns out that she wasn't actually in the accident on the highway she was seen in the vision but she pulled over once the accident started to happen and watched it so they're going around scrambling trying to figure out you know how to do the new life thing um and it turns out the one chick who was having instead of having visions of how people were dying she was having visions of how she was supposed to die to save it um to be the new life so she goes and basically runs an ambulance into the ocean or in the into like a lake to uh, drown herself right next to the hospital is brought back they figure out that's the new life and that will skip everything and sort of reset it and they will be fine so with this one i think that again um there was the anticipation ones and then there was like the couple quick you know sudden deaths too with this one my favorite one um was the dentist scene so 
It starts off, and again, like, some of these are more, like, relatable to real life, right? So, like, I think that's why it's unnerving, because it's a kid at the dentist, and you see all the different stuff, like how um, there it's in a high-rise, there's construction, so pigeons are hitting the window, um, one kind of flies through the window, and they're trying to deal with that, the kid's getting, like, um, a filling done, and so instead of the dentist giving him a needle, because it's distracting with the pigeons, he gives them laughing gas, so there's an issue with, like, the oxygen versus the nitrous and so the oxygen gets turned off so he's slowly like breathing in just pure nitrous and then one of the things is there's like a mobile above him which i think is dumb <laughs> to have in a dentist's office but it's like a fishing mobile so one of the lures falls into his throat so he's kind of almost choking that way and it's the whole anticipation build up of that and then it turns out to you know they leave the dentist's office and he's fine and then because the main chick had visions of like pigeons or whatever they're like oh the pigeons so then he runs out to scare the pigeons and the pigeons fly up to one of the construction workers who's lifting a giant pane of glass on the crane and drops a giant pane of glass on the kid and just squishes him <laughs> and again it's one of those like the whole it's, it's combination both so it's the whole anticipation run and then it's the sudden just squish death and there's a lot of squish deaths in these movies whether it's heads or whole bodies it's just something that kind of stands out so in the second one that kind of that's the one that kind of stood out for me so from there we moved to final destination three which i think that most people didn't think was going to happen because the second one kind of was supposed to go back and clear up how everything was in reverse um but three i think it's weird it ends up being i think the most watched one um at least from from my viewpoint the one that's on netflix and on a lot um so this one is the roller coaster one so we're kind of referring to them as how the like what the premonition was basically it's easy how i can differentiate them so this one is roller coaster it's a teenager at a uh, high school sort of like grad party at a theme park and her premonition is about the roller coaster failing and it goes through with everyone sort of flying off and you know all this horrificness happening and that's that's her premonition um this one doesn't really have an explanation of of why it happens so the first one um you don't really have an explanation but then the second one you kind of have the explanation of they're being killed because they were supposed to die in the first one so that's why it's getting cleaned up this one is just sort of laying it out there like it's a premonition that happened people were supposed to die they got off the roller coaster they didn't die so death again is coming by to clean up his mess or the mess that these people made um but there is never really an explanation given for it um the other weird thing about this one is there's so the other ones kind of have like little clips and premonitions like mini mini ones before someone's supposed to die where they'll see they'll see something or they'll kind of figure out like how they're gonna die this one it is the song um that talks about like walking behind you turn around and so that kind of plays either through the radio or at some point <laughs> before a lot of the big death scenes to lead the main the main chick to figure it out um so again it's a it's a chick in this one <laughs> and they're kind of they they figure it out um fairly quick but they're not really I guess good at at saving the people um even though they have sort of figured out like what the plan is and what's going to happen um they kind of this one is more by pictures so the main chick was taking pictures of everyone at grad night and there's sort of clues in the pictures to how they're going to die and so she ends up finding out that there was like a researching and finding out that you know it goes all the way back and they mentioned the first ones 
and back to like the days of like Abraham Lincoln and how there was a picture of like how he ended up dying. So she figures out that that's why, you know, the pictures of how or how people are going to die. Uh, I think she figures out the order after the first couple. Again, it ta- usually takes the first two or three deaths before they figure out, hey, there's an order to this or there's something. Um, this one has a couple iconic scenes. So the one is the first two chicks to die after the main big accident is the ones in a tanning bed and again it's a really a big lead up anticipation one um they're in a tanning salon there's things that they're not supposed to have a drink in the room so it kind of drips down into the heater or like the control thing for the tanning beds that ends up overheating the one chick thinks it's cold so she turns the heat up again which turns you know heats up everything um there's like a wobbly coat rack thing that ends up tipping over there's a shelf that's unstable it's all that sort of build up and then the shelf falls and they kind of get fried in the tiny beds because it overheats they're trapped in there the glass burrs <laughs> it's like two little fire coffins basically um for me i used to go tanning and i always figured that like even before i saw this movie it was really creepy to me to be in a tiny bed or it's basically just a bed made of light bulbs and it's like you know a sheet of glass separating you from the light bulbs and it was always kind of creepy that you know thinking that I'm going to fall in and be electrocuted in all the light bulbs <laughs> so for me that's kind of more of a, a standout one um the other thing again there's a typical head squishes and I remember saying to my husband when we were watching all these that there's a lot of head squishes <laughs> in these movies um this one I'd have to say is probably the workbench one um again it's anticipation with a big head squish at the end where the guy's head gets squished between two like work machine type things that just smush his head um so this one like i said it's weird that there was no real explanation of of what happened or or why it was happening but they did mention the first two um the other thing with this one so in the first two movies there's this undertaker guy and in the first one they kind of break into the funeral home to see the one guy's friend and he's there and he's sort of explaining about death you know coming back for you or whatever and again in the second one um he mentions it to them but how you know like death coming for you or whatever you can't cheat death because so i should have brought up in the second one that they went and found the chiku clear rivers who survived from the first one and we're trying to get her help and death was sort of explaining like you know you can't you can't cheat death sort of deal or the the main undertaker guy was explaining how you can't cheat death and there's kind of like controversy back and forth whether he's actually death himself or he's just sort of like you know a messenger or whatever so he's in the first two he's not in the third one and it was something that kind of stood out for me um the third one almost seems more like i don't know like a made for tv version of the first two it's kind of like a lower level i think um but it was pretty popular and it seems to, I think it's because maybe it was just gaining traction at that point after the first two and then the third one came out. Um, and it was, again, more of the teen the teen horror movie feel to it. So from there, we go to the fourth one, which I think I'd, I, well, up until this point, I'd only seen once because I didn't really remember it at all. And it was probably the least, like, interesting one. Um, the weird thing is because it actually is the highest grossing one at the point but it actually got like the worst 
reviews. So I think it's the highest grossing one, um, probably because it was the first one to do 3D. So it was a big deal doing th 3D at the theater. Um, that one came out in 2009. So it was sort of, you know, the height of all the 3D stuff. And it was actually originally titled The Final Destination. So with this one, it almost comes off with the feeling that there wasn't supposed to be a fifth one. Um, the thing with the fourth one too, there's not really a mention of the other ones. They just sort of kind of bring up that, oh, they did some research and there's other people that had premonitions and there was no real mention of why it was happening, um, why, why death was doing this. So this one is the racetrack one. Um, and I think it actually, no, the fifth one has the longest opening. This one had a pretty long opening too. But so it's a racetrack, it's a car accident on the racetrack and sort of tires go flying off and the building collapses. Um, and again, the guy who had the premonition gets people out. And the, the only thing with this one is, so they get people out of the building and they're sort of like all in the parking lot yelling about it and then they hear the accident going on. And the one girl who was supposed to die and made it out was in the parking lot and one of the tires that was originally supposed to hit her on the inside of the racetrack comes flying out all the way over the top of the racetrack and smushes her in the parking lot. And I remember thinking like, death, work, death worked really hard to get her. Like he went out of his way to make sure she died that day by checking this tire all the way outside. It's like when you're at a baseball game and a baseball flies into the parking lot. This was like, like a tire flew into the parking lot. And I kind of don't think that would really happen. Um, so with this one, again, a lot of the typical anticipation deaths and um, sudden ones. But I think for me, the first death after the accident um is my favorite one so it's this guy who's a racist and the security guard was was a black guy and this guy was a white guy and the security guard wouldn't let him go back in to save his wife so she ended up dying so this guy's a racist drives a tow truck and he's basically gonna put in um a cross <laughs> on the security guard's lawn so he's drunk drives up there goes to put the cross on the lawn starts digging a hole to put it in and he hears that like the radio and stuff's going on in his truck. So he runs back to his truck, trying to figure out what's happening. Um, can't get back inside. So then like the chain falls off the back of the truck and he's being dragged by this chain and it's sparking down the road and the truck is leaking oil. So then it all catches fire. So he's being dragged while by this chain while on fire, while the radio in his truck is blasting. Why can't we be friends? Which to me is just, it's a hilarious death scene and it's super funny. And, you know, the, the black security guard comes out and he sees, like, this racist guy being dragged <laughs> down the street. And I remember thinking, like, can you imagine, like, opening your front door and you see, like, this tow truck dragging some flaming guy down the road? You know, like, it's got to be, like, just insane. <laughs> um, so that's how, like, the first one and this one, again, they take a little bit longer to figure out why it's happening. Um, there's a couple, a lot of a couple ones in this one they happen at the same time so the desk kind of came in pairs and you couldn't really tell who was going to be the next one to to skip it right to save them so the the main couple um their guy and their girlfriend are were killed in, in the premonition at the same time so they're trying to figure out who's gonna die um the one guy sees a premonition of like a water fountain with clear rivers on it and he's like oh it's, it's water so they're gonna die in water so they split up to try and save the people. The one guy is at a pool and it's like the, the older religion where the cover gets 
broken off of the bottom, so he lands on it and his butt gets sort of sucked out through the hole in the pool. Whereas the other chick's in a car wash and her car gets stuck and she's trying to get out the window and the car's filling up with water and they actually end up getting her out and saving her. So then it ends up being um, the second premonition, which is kind of weird um, in this case. So the one guy um, who had the first premonition has a big premonition near the end. And it's like this theater blowing up where his girlfriend was. So the last two, the girlfriend and the friend of him are the last two people. So he goes to try and like save, save the theater. Because the theater had like a big, um, the theater was at the mall and there was a big mall explosion or whatever. So he ends up going, saving them. And it's a typical thing, right? They're like, oh, you know, we're the last ones alive, whatever. Like we're kind of saved. And then they're all having um, like coffee or whatever. And a big truck comes and kills them all. And the way this one ended, you know, it goes through the end credits and it shows a lot of the other accidents and opened with a lot of the other accidents from the first ones too. So we kind of figure, hey, it's going to be the fourth one, you know, the final, the final wrap up is called the final destination. And that would be, be the end of it. Um, but then no, <laughs> three years later, the fifth one comes out. So this one, it opens with, this one actually had the biggest um, opening, so like the longest opening scene. Um, and it's a bridge and they're on, you know, this big construction thing and the bridge ends up collapsing and stuff. And for me, I think this one was like, makes me the most anxious because I'm not a fan of going over bridges. I've been going over giant bridges when there's been construction going on. And I did not like seeing the giant hole that went right down to the water. So this is the giant bridge one. Um, there's all the accidents again. And the guy has a premonition, gets people off the bridge. But this one is different because in his premonition, his girlfriend didn't die. He got her over safely to the, you know, to the safe part of the bridge, back to the road, to the land. And then he died. And in the, in the, in the premonition, and then in real life, you know, he gets off and, and ends up on the other side with her. So it's kind of weird in that respect that they didn't have that mentioned or like in the other ones where... You know, there was no one in the premonition that actually didn't die. That was part of like their little group of people or whatever. Um, this one again has no mention of the other ones. So there's no mention of, or sorry, the Undertaker who was from the first couple wasn't in four either. Um, but in this one, they do see him. So they see him at the cemetery and they see him a few times and he kind of mentions to them that, you know, it's, like taking someone else's life or you gain their years kind of thing is kind of how they put it together where if you're supposed to die but instead you kill someone else at the time or sort of offer like a sacrifice then you get the years that that person was supposed to have left so there's no mention of the other ones they don't really do any research on like people who've had premonitions or anything like that um the first person to die again after the initial accident is sort of a really long anticipation scene and again it's super <laughs> um I guess it gives you like a really uneasy feeling so the check's a gymnast and this sort of screw falls down from the ceiling and lands on like the balance beam and so it's really nerve-wracking to watch her doing this balance beam and you think oh my gosh she's gonna step on it and it just brings back feelings of home alone where he steps on the giant nail I mean most people have stepped on a nail or a screw or something so you kind of can relate to that feeling so <laughs> it's a really long scene of that of her jumping over and missing it and then you see like water coming and whatever so then she goes on the bars and this one it ends up being that someone else steps on the screw falls lands into like the powder of 
um, whatever the, you know, like gymnast powder and it blows into one chick's face as she's on the um, uneven bars. And she flies off and sort of smushes herself. Again, there's a lot of squishes. Squishes <laughs> is a big deal in Final Destination movies. And I remember we watched it in the theater. Um, it's a 3D one as well. But seeing it like at home, we actually kind of like paused and went through that bit frame by frame to figure out how she lands. Because she sort of lands on her top half, but then her back half flips over top of her. And it's just a really weird landing <laughs> for her to die. Um, after that, they see like the coroner come by and, you know, they're kind of talking to him again. Um, and that's where they kind of get the idea about, you know, death if you trick it or whatever. Um, so this one, because it was like a company retreat when they were going on like a big bus trip, um, there's not really anyone left in the company. And so like the one guy takes a massage certificate that he finds in someone's desk and goes to get a massage. And again, this one is a really, there's a lot of uneasy ones in this one I find more than the other movies I think because they're more relatable so the guys get an acupuncture and the chick leaves the room and there's like a fire and stuff so he flips off the table and lands like pin face down so all the pins get like jammed up into him and I've had acupuncture and the person did leave the building <laughs> and I found it really unnerving that they did that because I was like what if something happens um so for me again that was like super uneasy feeling and then it ends up like there's the fire and he misses the fire and then like a Buddhist tattoo lands on his head. And again, it's a head squish. <laughs> I should have actually did a tally of like head squishes in these movies because I think there's at least one per movie. Um, so then after that one, I think that's kind of when they clue on and the one guy accidentally kills someone else when he was supposed to be killed. So he's arguing with someone in like the, the warehouse part or whatever and like pushes him. And so the other guy dies instead of him. And so they're like, oh, you got, you know, his years left or whatever. So you're fine and it'll skip you. Um, there's another <laughs> scene with laser eye surgery, which is super uneasy and a weird, you know, long anticipation one where like the water gets dripped down to like the outlet. So the machine shorts out and then it ends up where the chick's stuck with her like a head brace in and like her eye held open which is always just creepy anyways. And then the laser just like slices up through her eye. So then she's got her hand sort of trying to cover. And then she's holding on to like a teddy bear before it happens. It like pops up an eye on the ground. So you see that little teddy bear eye laying there. And the other people come to try and save her. And just, you know, as she gets her head out of the vice and she's like, help me. And she steps on the teddy bear eye and falls back through a window and dies. So it's a really long anticipation one for me. It made me really uneasy because, you know, the idea of even like laser surgery and this laser sort of slicing through your eyeball and there's nothing you can do about it is really like a nerve wracking. Um, so the thing with this one, like I said, they didn't mention any of the other movies or anything. And it gets all the way down to where it's the last couple people at the end. So then, you know, the guy and his girlfriend and he's going to fly to Paris to take, um, to take a job. And so they get on a plane and then while they're on the plane, he sees, oh, a guy that looks like the guy from the first movie freaking out and it gets people off the plane and he's like, what happened with that guy? And they're like, oh, we had some kind of premonition about the plane going down. And then so it flashes down to the guy looking at his plane ticket and it says flight 180, blah, 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 you know, 2000 like the first movie so it ends up being that the fifth movie takes place before the first one and that's sort of why death is coming after them or whatever to kill them from like the accident that they missed on the bridge which kills the people 
from the first movie, um, which is kind of like a nice little tie and wrap around where the fifth one actually takes place before the first one. And then so right at the very end of it, you see um, the guy at the bar, the guy who saved, like, killed the other foreman or whatever. Um, and they're at a bar sort of celebrating his life. And then one of their friends is like, oh, you know, it's probably for the best because they did an autopsy and found out he had a blood vessel in his brain that was going to burst any day. And so the guy thinking, hey, he got the years of this other guy by killing him, really only has, like, you know, any time. And then the engine from the plane smashes through the bar and lands on him. So <laughs> that's sort of how he ends up dying. It's a nice little wrap up and swing around um and then again it's kind of cool because the credits go through sort of all the deaths um from the first one well from the first four movies and this one too um the thing with this one is to me it's my favorite um i mean you basically just watch the first one and the last one and that's all you really need to watch in the series but i think that it, the first and the last one we should have clued in because you know there was like little clues when you watch it the second time so there's no mention at all of anything in the first movies. Whereas a lot of the other ones, it's all based off of Flight 180. So because in the first movie, it was Flight 180 that had the accident. There was a lot of like flashes of like 180 on the radio, 180 on the highway in the second one. Just mentions of 180. There's nothing of that um, mentioned, you know, in the, in the fifth one, which should have been a clue. But it's also almost like a clue that it wasn't planned because <laughs> that one that event's the first one that happened initially, right? So the events of the fir the fifth movie <laughs> take place before the first movie. So everything from the first movie on should have been based on the events from the bridge collapse or whatever that first premonition was. And it wasn't. Um, the other thing that was weird, you know, going back and watching it should have been a clue is because there was a lot of, like, they, they kind of hit the technology, but then there was a lot of dead giveaways. So the one guy's got, like, a flip phone <laughs> and... That should have been a dead giveaway. Um, the cars are a bit older, but especially like the flip phone, flip phone more than anything, should have been a giveaway. The movie came out in 2011. There was smartphones. Um, so that's something that, you know, should have clued me in. Hey, maybe this movie takes, uh, takes place a bit later, you know, earlier, I guess, <laughs> than the other ones. Um, per me personally, I kind of like that one the best. I think that it's actually... So it actually got the highest rating on Rotten Tomatoes, whereas the fourth one got the lowest, which kind of makes sense. But the funny thing is the fourth one made the most at the theater with the fifth one in second place. And I think the fourth one probably made the most at the theater because people were going to it anticipating that, you know, off of the other ones and this is the final one and then like whatever's going to happen. Plus it was like the first 3D one. So that was a big deal. But for me personally, I mean, there's the first one, there's the last one. Um, I like the second one too. I've probably seen the third one the most, which is weird. And the fourth one I've only seen twice now and I like it the least. <laughs> so that's, that's sort of my roundup on the Final Destination series. Um, like I said, it's total spoilers for all of them. If you haven't seen them, I suggest going and seeing them. They're kind of more, like I said, they're more I guess teen horror type things, but they're not, you know, they're not super gory, even for like how gory the head squishes and stuff are, because it's sort of like a split second thing. And when you're like, oh, that, that actually happened. It doesn't show, you know, someone bleeding out for a really long time. And it's not the level of like Quentin Tarantino blood splattering or anything like that. But it's not also like, you know, a lot of extra story and supernatural buildup. It is about all these cool ways that the, the death happen. And I think that, you know, 
that's what I was telling my husband too. It's got to be interesting to try and figure out for these movies, you know, when you're writing it, how the scenes are going to happen. You're like, okay, this thing is going to lead to this and this thing falls over and this thing leaks on this and then this happens. But then really this is how this person dies. So it's a really long chain of events of like, you know, like a Rube Goldberg machine of like one thing that hits to the another that pushes this down that leads to this one. And it's like, it's just all the combination of events. And it's almost kind of like how life is right where it's like you make this one choice and you turn down this road and then this happens and then this tree falls on your car and you get out and step into traffic or whatever right it's a whole series of events it's not just the death and I think that that's what kind of makes it different in these movies is all the build-up and the leading to it so I definitely recommend watching them all (laughs) watching them as a series but if you're like I don't want to watch five movies watch the first one watch the last one you sort of be good to be good to go um they're all really super interesting and yeah that's uh that's my recommendation so i'm gonna be doing more of the summer of horror movie mini movie marathons um into the fall probably who knows how long because they're fun to do i like picking a theme and picking five movies and just watching them i mean i like watching horror movies anyways doing these is fun i did it last year and doing podcasts on them is sort of what i'm doing this year so you can hit me up on Twitter, uh, Cherry Cyanide with two N's, and check you know check out what's going on there. Go to littlegeekloss.com, and if you have any suggestions, be sure to let me know. And yeah, um, that's that's it. So uh, thanks. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Little Geek Lost. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Cyanide with two N's. The extra N is for extra awesome. As well as the show feed at Little Geek Lost. And you can check out the website littlegeekloss.com for all my show info, my blogs, my podcast, anything else that I feel like posting. As well, the show is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Leave a rating and review and I will read it on a future show. And again, thanks for tuning in.